0: Welcome back to another Hellfire Hots episode of the film Alchemist Podcast, the show where we take movies we love, break them apart, to find out what gives them their magic. I'm your host, Josh Griffey, joined by my friend family, and get away from my Ken!
1: It's definitely Alex Tandino.
0: When Alex comes to knocking, I go, Ken, get in your rooms, grab the shotguns, <laughs> lock the door. No. <laughs> All right. That's right. Guys, before uh, we talk about this month's theme, a little bit of business. People, it's official. We're on Patreon.com slash Film Alchemist Podcast. Or just Pod. Film Alchemist Pod. Patreon.com slash Film Alchemist Pod. The best way to help support what we're working on here. We're barreling towards October. We're putting a lot of work in on the show. We're going to see what that turns into. We're we're doing a lot of awesome movies over there. We're filling up the exclusive library. We're doing commentaries, miniseries, all kinds of cool stuff. We're, uh, we're working and evolving the tiers to be as streamlined and awesome as possible. So you can get in for as little as a dollar a month, see what we're working on, meet the community. And we have different treats as you climb the official Highlander tier ranking system to the point where you can even program a specific double feature you want to hear us talk about. So... Ooh. please 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 we appreciate the support so much we're working real hard uh if you can support the show phil malcolm is pod uh or patreon.com slash phil malcolm is <laughs> it's late my mind is melting uh something you can do that's free and easy make sure you leave rating and reviews wherever and everywhere you find the pod Five stars, a couple sentences why you like us. That kind of stuff helps us defeat the algorithmic city folk that be running over our pod. Um, make sure you email the show, filmalchemistpod at gmail.com. You can find us on all the socials you're on. We're easy to get a hold of. We love to hear from you guys. Whatever you want to talk about, just hit us up. We're available. All right, enough of that. It is officially the month of September. It is. Not but 22 years ago, the heavens aligned <laughs> and a baby Italian. How old do
1: you think I am? A baby
0: hairy Italian meatball popped forth into the world uh, like a gremlin who had been fed after midnight. <laughs> Our dear friend and beloved co host, Alex Dandino. So, June is my birthday. Me? We did an entire curation that Alex so lovingly called the pod Greases and Neals Before Griff. So this month we're returning the favor. The pod delights Dandino for his birthday, right? So we are we are coming to Dandino upon his birthday throne uh, with gifts in tow, right? Gifts specifically for Alex Ooh. to make this month of the pod a very special birthday present for him. And of course, I know this is going to make me seem like not a great friend. But well, I'm starting with the movie that might be a little bit more for me than Alex. But this is an important milestone in our friendship, right? This movie. Oh, yeah. I love this movie. But I agree. Continue. So the movie we are discussing first, right? So first up, I am giving a movie gift to Alex, right? Today, we're going to be discussing Pumpkinhead. One of the seminal, most influential and important movies of my upbringing, right? So Alex and I went to college together briefly, didn't really know each other that well, right? We met again working on this TV show called Wipeout, right? Me and Alex were a little bit larger, so we got put on the, hey, you guys are going to go do heavy shit all day. So we got the worst job for probably the worst rates, and we found real like friendship and camaraderie in the trenches and misery of that job. (laughs) We realized Shit. that we were both comic book fans. We both loved movies, right? We had a lot of common interests, so we formed this friendship. Well, early in our friendship, I'll remember, I remember—I don't remember what it was, right? If I asked you to go out drinking or whatever, and you sent me back this uh, sad dandy text, right? This, I don't know, it's all breaking bad. I'm having one of those days, right? You seemed really forlorn. And I was worried about my new friend, and I told Amy, I go, hey, we got to make something, right? So we—I think we made banana bread. Maybe that's kind of Amy's specialty—is banana bread. It was banana bread. Yep. I ran out to the store. I bought a V or a DVD copy of Pumpkinhead. We got—it was a collector's edition. Yeah. We got in the car. We drove to your apartment, and I said, "Here, this will make your day better for sure." And we drove away, and that was one of those when our friendship took the next step to me, as I'm like, Alex is a guy that I go out to buy pumpkin head for late on a weekday night. Cause this guy needs pumpkin head. So it's kind of this important movie in our friendship development.
1: It was a very meaningful gesture to me. I still, I, I, I relish that moment.
0: <laughs> so Alex, I'm going to throw it off to you. Uh, This is like a big one for me. This is a movie I come yes. back to all the time and love and cherish so much. But as it's your birthday month, why don't you kick us off with your opening thoughts on
1: Pahead? Oh, man. Head. What a movie. I, um, so this is, so you dropped the DVD off, you left. And knowing absolutely, like, this is a movie I remember seeing a lot in, uh, you know, in the, in the set, in the horror section mm-hmm. of my local video store when I was growing up. Never really, like, paying attention to it, because I was like, what a weird title. Like, what is the point of a movie called Pumpkinhead? Like, it's yeah. a guy with a pumpkin on his head. Didn't think about it at all, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> and I, you know, I was, again, I was having one of those days, so I just put the movie down, and I'm like, uh, I'll watch it later, or something like that. So, finally, I watched it, actually. And it was fucking amazing. Like, it's one of those things where it does, like, it's not just about, like, the DNA for me, but it's, like... A the gesture that it came with was like oh this will like brighten my day a little bit yeah and then the movie is badass because it's literally about and especially now watching it again as a as a father I I pretty much yeah I would like absolutely become pumpkinhead like one thousand percent if somebody did this to my kid it's a very yeah. it's a it's a very interesting, like kind of complicated, but also like pretty straightforward story of Venice. way
0: less complicated than you're imagining. Um, I do yeah. like the idea of Hallmark stores adding like an end cap. That's just pumpkin head. TVs. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just here's a little get well soon card. Hallmark, and a, and a you're pumpkin welcome. Head. Yeah. Hey, Hallmark, you want to make some real money? You want us in there not buying our once a year family Christmas ornament? Get some yeah, fucking head on. on your shelves gotta have a
1: head section
0: yeah so this was one of those movies i had a really weird experience today watching this again i watch this movie pretty often obviously like most people my age stan winston had a massive impact on my life right yours too i'm sure right this 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 makeup creature effect like god right he actually directs this movie right which is really cool i don't know this might be the only is this
1: the only movie he directed I think this is the only movie he ever directed. Yeah. This it was, either. he cre- he, he wrote the story for it. Like, but I'm pretty sure this is the only one he ever directed.
0: Yeah. And that's, so I, I had, we talked about my derelict father many times. Right. And my dad's theory was he would just go rent movies at the video store. Every other Friday, when he got us, he would rent the shit he wanted to watch. And then he would drop us off at our grandparents who'd go to bed with like the sun. So, me and my brother would stay up, maybe like four and five years old, and watch Joe Bob's TNT Monster Vision, and whatever the fuck they'd show there, or my dad would rent tapes. Almost always into a T. they were wildly inappropriate for four and five-year-old kids. And I'll never forget, because we were at this house somewhere in Indianapolis. I don't know who it was, if it was someone he was shacking up with, if it was like a softball buddy. It's one of those days where you're like, the grown-ups are not okay something's happening here i don't know what it is my parents were very young when they had me but to this day i always remember the house i watched it i remember how scared i was the front porch i sat in quaking and crying but i'll never get my dad's like come over here boy it's time to watch Pumpkinhead." like it was like this important moment really yeah and i was again i was maybe five years old so today i turned it on to get ready for research my 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 son hunter is seven And he's trying to dabble. So, like, we did Animal Attacks. He really wanted to watch those. He's, like, trying to watch, like, all the great Animal Attack movies. Right, right. And he's like, I can do Pumpkinhead. And I was like, I don't know, man. Like, I thought this was pretty scary when I was a kid. He's like, I can do it. So, today I was like, maybe I'm a bad dad. Maybe it runs in our genetics. I don't know. But I was like, you're watching (laughs) Pumpkinhead with me. And I will report my son loved it. We haven't gotten through our first night yet, so I don't know if it will lead to waking nightmares. But he, sure. the movie ended, and my son just goes, that was a great film. And I was like, wow, holy shit. So, love wow. this. So, not only Hunter. is it a movie that I loved as a child, because it really got in there and scared me. It was right. cool. I passed it on to my kid. And I will say, watching Pumpkinhead with your son snuggled up with you is a wildly frightening experience right as i told hunter when you're a kid you're afraid of the pumpkin head monster right you're looking out from under your blankie you see this giant monster mangling other fucking hollow folk right right when you're a grown-up it's the family stuff that scares you ed harley becomes this this fucking avatar for everything parents are afraid of
1: absolutely like 1000.
0: And to million. me that's the brilliance of this movie, right? Cuz you could say Pumpkinhead is kind of a Wish.com Xenomorph. I don't agree. I really like the way he moves about this film and I think as we'll get into his hunting methodology, I think Pumpkinhead's actually really fascinating. Yeah. But I think what separates Pumpkinhead from me is so many of these other movies that were coming out at this time that the human story at the core of this film is fucking devastating yeah and take your group of uh you know white 20 somethings out of it doesn't matter because the story of this man and these people who are afraid of this monster but also being stepped on by the outside world Mm -hmm. i mean it just has everything that the the kids who should be the core of a movie like this it kind of plays like a friday the 13th movie sexy kids are gonna go get slaughtered right Right, right. They have no value to this movie except for to be corpses. And it's still just a fucking powerhouse of a ride the entire runtime.
1: Yeah. I mean, watching it as a parent is very, very impactful. Oh, my God. Because, yeah, I I mean, like, just getting through. I I had to pause it today. Like, honestly, like, I don't think I've watched this since Henry was been born. And. Like, he's in, like he's been doing summer school, and, like, he's had this weird little, like, like last couple of days, he's had just, like, this weird little congestive cough. It's not COVID, so that's good. But, like, it's one of those things where, like, I thought about this, and I was like, oh, man, like, I sent him to school. Yeah. Like, that scares the shit out of me. Like, it scared the shit out of me when, you know, Uvalde happened, all this stuff. Like, every time something in the news comes up, or every time you hear about it, like, just whenever you, like, that kid walks away, I'm just like, holy shit. Like, we and like even now like when we drop him off in his class we're like bye buddy and he like waves goodbye I was like this hurts like there's a lot of this like there's this really weird yeah. vibe for it and you know like that sequence today like watching that sequence today of like these fucking kids on their goddamn bikes and you okay, know okay so like, whoever the just-
0: like alpha italian is right I don't know if his name is Frank. I mean, just the shittiest shit bag. Whoever yeah. shit it about. I mean, just. It's
1: not. I think it's. J- no, Joel's the one who stays behind. Right. To like take care. of the He's kid. the brother is it, is who's like, man,
0: my brother has sucked for a long time and I'm pretty used to holding yeah. the bag.
1: Is he the one called Scratch? Is that the, him? Um, the The one who. No, no. The one who did it.
0: Okay, so the, the Alpha Italian, right? We'll just call him yeah, Leather yeah. Jacket Guy. Um, yeah. This guy is brutally horrible, right? Because all yeah. we see is he's just hammering beers, driving fast. They cut to the inside of the van. Instead of introducing the other characters, the only dialogue <laughs> they say is, he's not that bad once you get to know him. And was like the other characters only exist to tell us how much we should hate this guy. Not that we need a lot of help. <laughs> but no, I I thought about watching this today. Right there is this time I remember because we do this thing where like we'll take the kids on Friday to get a snack or a treat or whatever. Yeah, and we didn't want to buy them toys. So we're like we'll buy them a book. Right, we go to a Barnes and Nobles. We let them pick out books that they can read with us. You know, trying to like help teach them read. And I'll mm-hmm. never forget because Logan, my youngest son, was maybe three years old like a year ago, and we're at this Barnes and Nobles and we said okay, we you know finished our stuff, threw our like cookies away or whatever the wrappers. And we just said time to go and he fucking sprinted. And the way this Barnes and Nobles is set up, the sidewalk is less than eight feet wide from front door to road where cars drive shockingly fast. Right. And it's Indiana. So a lot of people have big trucks and I'll never forget. I said, time to go. And he just thought time to go to the car. He took off running. And by the time I turned around, I just had this perfect view through the front door of my son running into the light. Knowing there's no way I could get to him. And the weight of my body, which usually weighs a lot, and I'm used to that, right? The calves of a god, I'll put it that. That's how I describe my body is that I have great calves, right? Everyone knows what that means. Right, right. I just knew. I was like, I cannot do anything to change my fate in this moment. And thank God he ran. And as he hit that sidewalk, he stopped and turned to see where his brother was. And that was just enough time to, like let us catch him right but i'll never forget in that moment i just went i might have fucked up by just saying hey time to go i turned to throw some trash away and by the time i turn around that might be the last mistake i get to make yeah and i was watching it today and this is just a guy who we see this loving little opening right he's talking to him about his family history he makes him this you know little necklace right it's this ugly little thing and he's just like i'll never take it off punk they have this wonderful beautiful relationship
1: yeah it's beautiful it's a it's a lovely thing
0: and he's just a working guy right a work working single parent and what struck me today i never really thought about it enough when i was younger right because it seemed logical when i was a kid my parents would go to work they'd leave me home right hey we got to run to the store stay home watch your brothers i was struck by the weight of ed harley just Why didn't I lock the door and bring the kid with me? Like, why? Why did I leave that kid there? And it's one of those parent things where you're like, I just got to get something done. It'll be way faster if I just go now. And he just makes this this normal, understandable human air. And I'll tell you the thing, when he runs out, like when he gets back and the son doesn't answer, dude, I'm going to get fucking choked up talking about this. And he runs out to that field right in that moment of him like holding his kid
1: oh god
0: i mean because they do this thing where they just kept showing the kid laying there um and you can't really escape but like i mean even talking about it now like just fucking like that that always hurts even when i was a younger watcher i was like i understand that now i'm at the age in my life where like i really really understand that um yeah And that made that scene, right? This has always been one of my favorite moments. But when the guy's like, it was an accident, man. And he flips around. And of course, Lance Hendrickson's face is like a work of art. The fucking seething hatred on his face. I mean, it's just the most relatable moment, right? He drives away and all we see is the sign Harley Grocery and son kind of spray painted on in red extra. Uh, I mean, it's just fucking devastating. And that's the thing. Most horror movies, even the really great horror movies, don't have a moment that good. That's right. what separates this movie from so many others to me.
1: Right. I mean, this is what, yeah, like, it's not even the, it's that, it's it's that resonating. Like, yeah. it, it hits that and hard. Lance
0: just crushes this fucking movie.
1: Yeah. I think that's what's so really that's really what's so impressive about Pumpkinhead for me is how personal it is like that is the that's the power this movie has more than anything like grant you yeah, know and like yes, there's Stan Winston, of course, coming in with this amazing creature, but like that is only, and we've seen how many movies that Stan Winston and all these amazing makeup artists and all these amazing creature artists have come up with it all means shit. Without, like, actual mm-hmm. emotional stakes, actual feeling like you're in the moment. And, like, this movie, more than any of a lot of them, feels so different because it's not even about stakes. It's just this – it's it, it's primordial, mm-hmm. man. Like, I, I would do I, – I would feel the exact same way. I'd turn around and be like, get the – I would just – I'd lose my mind, man. Oh, that would be it.
0: I I, I couldn't imagine like I, yeah I, I don't know how people fathom. find the fortitude to exist and thing it's kind of one of those you get older you start like i remember we watched broad church right after we had our first kid and it was like god damn it yeah. like could could barely suffer it right but i, I think it's uh-huh. this this is the thing too it's not that it's a child that died it's how i think i think this is the uh-huh. thing right it's it's not nefarious these kids really weren't out to hurt this kid they really weren't it's it's so nonchalant it's so anticlimactic that your whole world can just get shattered in an instant and i think that's the thing that that makes it so fucking powerful
1: i think what's yeah like what it is is it's not this vicious taking of a life Mm -hmm. like what it is is it's by divine providence by just an accident something is taken from you that shouldn't have been that is like it's i think to me what it is and this is the thing that i that hit me today was like the cosmic cruelty yes yes and the unfairness Mm -hmm. that comes from this like that's what really hits home today this man who already lost his wife like he lost his (laughs) wife he's yeah yeah, and he like this is, and it's just it, it, that's what it is. It's like this, it's cosmic cruelty. It's so unfair mm-hmm. that why would you not take a step into the beyond, essentially? Yeah, to rectify, not even to like, it's not even to solve. Like, and, and well, to, to be fair, it is at first to solve, but when you see this other avenue, to like not even not once the once the solve, like you can't resurrect dead. Like, the witch, that's what the witch... He takes the he takes the boy to the witch. He can't resurrect someone instead. When you realize that, like, all of it's gone, all you have left is just, like, that yeah. hole yeah. where your heart is. Heart's supposed to be. Like, yeah. what else is there but vengeance?
0: What, what's that phrase about children? Right? It's like one of those Hobby Lobby cliches. You're like, ugh, gross. But you're like, all right, it is kind of true, right? They say... Yeah, it's on
1: the wall. When right? you
0: have a child, it's, you know, like watching your heart walk around outside of your body. And, yeah. I mean... Sometimes those stupid fucking cliches are there for reasons. People can They're relate true. to that. It, it is. It's of course you, you live your whole life for one thing, right? You're like, this is my shit. Right. And I, I think I'm one of those parents that has a pretty good, like, don't live your life vicariously through your kids. Don't put it on them. Like you'll do what I didn't do. Right. But right. there is just this, like just parts of me exist now that like, I can't fathom not having and yeah, totally. and when he goes and sees wallace right and wallace is like she can't do nothing but take you straight to hell right go home and bury your boy right there is this this moment right because he because when he says that to ed harley you can see in his face he's like she would have to meet me in hell i'm already there it's over for me man yeah. right. and and there's this sense of Hopefully, very few of us have ever felt such an insane amount of grief. Where you're just like, my heart and body physically cannot hold all this. I want to splash this out on everyone who deserves it, right? And again, they show that uh Alpha Italian guy was like hammering beers. He'd already hit another girl with a car.
1: Yeah, he has like a problem. Yeah, he
0: beats this guy up with a log and locks him in the, you know, closet. They, they're they really doing a lot to try to show us this guy's the worst but again yeah. it it was truly just an unfair moment
1: right? Yeah, I mean I think that's that's the weird thing about the movie itself is yeah like that stuff all doesn't even matter like yeah he's like yeah like the and double down even if that guy's on, bad the other five people
0: had nothing to do with it
1: <laughs> yeah like the, the the double down on this guy being a shit bag is kind of irrelevant because again like that's there again, like you said that those people are there to get killed, mm-hmm. like that's what they're here for for the movie, like the story that you stay for, though, is this guy who literally is just i like has nothing else, like he is in hell, so yeah, why not just keep going yeah it's and why not go with a companion it's
0: It's funny because we see at the start that he saw this monster once, right. Yeah, And so it's always lived. There's that great part when the the Dirt children show up, right? And they're like, pumpkin coming to get you. Pumpkin heads coming. Oh, for pumpkin you. head. Like, you know, if you don't give that dog's ball back, pumpkin heads coming. Woo! And you watch these two old men, right? <laughs> Wallace and Ed Hard- Harley retreat yeah. to tear in their minds. Right? this His children's song scares the fuck out of these people. And so... I was very struck by the moment when he goes into Haggis's house, right? Haggis mm-hmm. has this very special place in my heart. Like A character who's in the movie for a very short time but kind of owns it, right? It's kind of like when you watch Legend with Cruz and T'Curry. And um, Meg Mucklebone is in the movie for like two minutes. You're just like, yeah. that creature design and voice and everything they did is flawless. This lives in here forever now, right? And Tacruz is like, no, nah, and he beats her real fast, but whatever. And Takurry's like, damn you. Anywho, Haggis from Pumpkinhead is kind of the same, right? He walks into this nightmare hut, right? The only thing is like she's got that cool ass owl, like the wizard from Sword and the Stone, right? She's got like a little Archimedes. Little Archimedes. She's got little yep. tarantulas, oh. right? She's got some like pets and friends.
1: Yeah, she's got good witch accoutrements. <laughs> yeah, she's got good
0: she's got good witch shit, right? But I like that he walks in, right? He's carrying his kid. And she's sitting in the in front of the fire. And it's almost as if, like, the gateway to hell opens. Because, like, her fucking scraggly ass hair is just, like, blowing in the wind. It's, like, the worst fucking head and shoulders commercial. She's like, come in and holly. Also, just some, this is something that struck me, too. When he busts back in and he's like, not like this. I was just like, what a fucking, like, this should be a red flag. If you walk up to that house and the door's not locked. <laughs> she's like, bring your ass in here. I know you got a gun. And be like,
1: you want to come in? Let's fucking do it. That's like a really specific. It's interesting to watch movies like this. Cause that's like a really specific thing in LA. Like we lock all our doors and shit. Like oh, when always. things are unlocked. <laughs> yeah. See, like, that's the thing. Like dude in the Midwest, like you leave your door unlocked a yeah. lot of the time.
0: Very weird. I'm just saying, but she's like, like, I'm not afraid of shit
1: well what should she be afraid of she can summon
0: p yeah no it's it's this moment though right because there's <laughs> there's this really scary moment in that right where he's yeah. losing it and she's just like say it at Harley, say it and he's like you can summon this thing i know and she's like this exact it, you know hefty price whatever she says right yep and he's just decided he's in this mode where he's like i don't give a fuck right like you do whatever he's like i'm gonna do it right what you ask for has got a powerful price and he just like i'll do whatever there's this moment when she says go to this you know raise a back holla you'll know it you know people used to bury their kin they was ashamed of there whatever right as he's leaving she says leave the boy this moment really fucking like nailed me to the floor today Because there's this moment where he stops and he's just like, wait, what? Like, I have to bring him with me, right? He still wants him with him, right? right? Even though we saw the moment in the house where he's holding the sun. The light is just pouring in through the window. It's a beautiful shot. And he just leans back and he's crushed in half, right? But he still wants to bring this body with him to go get Pumpkinhead's body, right? When she says, leave the boy, he freezes. Who knows what the fuck she did with that boy, When he wasn't there, but this was his moment to say, wait a second. This isn't about him, right? It's a literal moment where she says, is this about the boy or is this about just hate and vengeance? And he fucking chooses poorly, right? He even gets in the car at one point and he sees the ghost of his son pop up. What you, what you done, daddy?
1: That dude, what you done, daddy? Jesus Christ. That one, I had forgotten about that scene today. And I was like, oh, God. It's just devastating. Because, like, how many times – I mean, like, I we have the – um, so Henry's starting to do this thing where he'll, like – because he he's really into saying no to things right now. <laughs> Kids um, love that shit. <laughs> like, And, like, not only that, like, they've also been at school because um, Henry's speech delayed, so, like, he has a lot of this, like – he has a lot of pent-up frustration just because, like, he can't talk a lot of the time. He communicates other ways, but – Yep. One of the things he's learned at school this uh, summer is, like, he knows how to shake his head no now, and it's, like, part of his MO. is like, no. Shakes his head, and we're like, all right, man. And my thing now, because it just, like, it, I, I don't like forcing him to do stuff because it just it never ends well. I mean, anyone who has kids knows if you force your child to do something, like, yeah. that they really don't want to do, it just turns into a big yeah. battle. So, like, my new thing, particularly, like, he likes to like kind of roughhouse sometimes. So I just like walk away. I'm like, I'm gonna go away. I don't wanna play like that. So I'll just like literally start walking out of the room and he'll start crying. But <laughs> the new thing that he'll do, and this is like oh, man, this is actually like why it like kinda it like really choked me up when I was watching like that part particularly was like now he like knows that he fucked up. So he'll like he'll pull me back down to like his level or like to sit down on the couch and he'll just mm-hmm. hug me and I'm like oh fine yeah, Fuck it. Like, whatever. I can't be like, yeah but that's like but then i was watching this and like so i watch <laughs> he like he he watches you know whatever he watches on the sh- on the tv and i watch whatever i watch i watch my movies on the on my phone now so like i'm watching this and that part happened right after i like had sat down mm-hmm. after he had like hugged me and i was like god damn it like yeah. it just broke me apart today man because like how can you not listen to your kid? Ooh. Like that's the part, man. Like that's the thing that fucking blew my yeah. mind. Like Lance Hendrickson. like Ed Harley should be totally listen. Like yeah. you're right. It's like, a this it's is a supernatural the-
0: film, but that moment we know is specifically just in his own head.
1: Absolutely. This is not a conjuration. And how do you not yet. listen to you? But no, no. But how do you knows. not listen to it? But also, it has this like
0: five layer meaning, right? Like, what'd you do, Dad? Why didn't you bring me with you? What'd you do, dad? Why'd you fucking leave me with the witch? What'd you do, dad? Why are you summoning? No, you're right. There right? is
1: this. There's like so many other layers. But to just it. that just question, brutal.
0: right? What have you done, dad? You're like, that's like as a dad, I'm just like, fuck. Like there are just yeah. moments where you're like, I hate to break this to you, kid. I'm a shit for brains. Like I, I've i been alive a long yeah. time and I'm, I'm still fucking trying my best. But I'm a shit for yeah. brains, right? Like we're I'm dumb. Yeah absolutely <laughs> the structural stability of this ship is much less than you've been led to believe and it's fucking <laughs> horrible right and so yeah we see him go dig up the fucking corpse and the maggots and this and that and we get this thing this is actually one of the things that i was going to get to in a minute but she talks about for every devil that man has there's a demon and this is the demon of vengeance and i was like what an absolute fucking failure For whoever was in charge of the Pumpkinhead franchise, right? What an absolute devastating fucking failure that this movie did not become a series where... Right? What's another devil a man? Sloth. Sloth. All right, what's the demon of sloth? Let's make that fucking movie. What's the demon of greed? Let's make that version of Pumpkinhead, right? I mean, the Pumpkinhead franchise is a fucking... Mess. It's a shambles, right? The other, the other yeah. three movies are not great.
1: There's Blood Wings, Ashes to Ashes, and Blood Feud.
0: Yeah, the third one's harder to find now. I think if I remember, it must have been really. I've seen them all. They're pretty vague. I remember like a, a kid gets thrown in a well in part two. There's like a rich jock. Whatever. Neither here nor there. Mm. But that idea that there's a specific demon for every devil that vexes us is fucking great. Especially when you tie awesome. it into the ending of what Pumpkinhead is. But absolutely. All of this, right? And then we see the emergence of Pumpkinhead, right? The strobe lights, that fucking, like, cicada sound. He so emerges. I
1: love the sound effect. Yeah, effects. the witch is God gnarly, damn. and it's just like,
0: all right, now we're off, right? It has begun. Yeah. So, again, I think some people find Pumpkinhead's design underwhelming. I disagree completely, right? I do, too. It is xenomorph adjacent, but I don't think it's, like, a lesser, like, hatch what I like about Pumpkinhead, I forgot how much personality he has as a fucking, because what is that thing she says, right? Like, um, he's vengeance. He's devious. He's yeah. whatever. She leaves like all these adjectives, right? Like every fucking adjective. Right. I love watching Pumpkinhead assault these teens, right? And just right. the nature of the suit. Like, it's not high action all the time. I was struck no, by I mean, how it's... he fucking plays with his terror. This isn't vengeance, right? This isn't John Wick where it's like, you killed my dog. I'm going to come in and do some fucking guns and Krav Maga and we'll settle the score, right? right? This is about torture and pain and suffering and misery. Um, Like the scene when he grabs the Christian girl, right? and Drags her up to the roof and he mockingly cuts a cross into her forehead. Right? right he grabs the girlfriend he's rubbing her face all over the window like come out and play to scare the shit out of alpha <laughs> italian guy man right
1: i joel joel is his name i kind of like alpha italian better but i think alpha italian i
0: like them. the i like the the playfulness and the fear of Pumpkinhead. right there's that scene when they come to get their cars right and he's fucked their cars up and he's just like swinging a motorcycle chain so like yeah. motherfucker knows engineering. <laughs> but like I mean, like yeah. that what do you make of Pumpkinhead kind of, as the the deliverance of vengeance?
1: I mean it's that kind of like spirit. Like it's not a comedy beat. It is just like it's the it's the taunting thing. Like for me, Pumpkinhead's an awesome What I like about Pumpkinhead, particularly, is the toll that it actually takes, is that you have to like the vengeance that you seek, the vengeance that you accomplish takes a piece of you every time back to pump into Pumpkinhead. Mm-hmm. Like that's what ends up happening in the movie. Like I love, I, I, again, I can't say enough about the creature work. Like, yeah. Like it's a little cumbersome sometimes like that scene, but even though it is that like that scene where he's walking through the like hollowed out church, uh, God, the damn, fucking, dude. they
0: really are just like, we don't care if the lights are natural just no it's i mean big ass spotlights pouring through the cross. so awesome just that whole scene right because it's like maybe it's a holy place it'll stop him there he's like fuck you i'll tell you the one that got me i love him rubbing her face on the window the cross those are all great when he's sitting in the tree an alpha italian and fucking vesti roll up and they're just like no and he's just got the girlfriend holding her just perched in a tree you're like was he up there for 10 minutes 30 minutes whatever yeah and he's just like oh yeah here they are and he drops her and shatters her on that rock and so we yeah. see alpha italian just crumble right his brother's dead his girl just got shattered on the rock right. they did that moment where he's like i've been a fuck up my whole life but no more this is the last one i'm like oh yeah i'm sure she hasn't heard that oh yeah yeah that's like me yeah, i sure, quit but. drinking and smoking like twenty thousand times in my life like sure yeah. sure fucking greaseball we believe you but, but I, Pumpkinhead just sitting there waiting. Like, I'm not here to kill her for yeah. vengeance. And this is the other thing I was getting at. It kind of really crystallized for me today. He's not killing the other teens at the start even because they're bad. It's because they're attached to Greaseball. And he's got to right. pay – that doesn't pan out at the end because Greaseball like the – there's two left after him. But right. that's how it felt, right? That he was picking his order precisely.
1: Yeah, I mean, to me – yeah i mean like i the my favorite aspect is still just like that it's slowly chipping away at ed and they're like slowly merging into
0: each other. so let's talk about this right so we obviously know the final shot of the movie is just devastating when she puts little fucking hairy corpse in the ground
1: absolutely absolutely shriveled ed harley yeah but it has that
0: little hair and you're like what the fuck and he lays it in and the little necklace is there right um mm-hmm. the last little bit of human on him is that little necklace, right? That's it. He he is now the next pumpkin head. And whoever this pumpkin head was was probably the poor bastard from before whatever. Right. It's the one thing about this movie that kind of chaps my ass. It's a good parable, right? In the classic like Grimm's fairy tale, right? Like be careful sure. going down the road eventually. Be, car-
1: be careful. I mean be careful what you wish for. I yeah. think it kinda fucking
0: sucks. That the guy that gets his fucking son run over is like, oh, I'll learn the lesson. My bad. I'll fucking learn the lesson. <laughs> That's me. You're right. Uh, Yeah. I'll, I'll blow my own head off. That's I'm like, I know he doesn't have like a shitload to live for at this point. It did fucking chat my ass that it's like Ed Harley's the one who has to learn the lesson and pay the ultimate price.
1: Well, like. <laughs> <laughs> okay. To go. Okay. Then on that thread think about this yeah going back to what we were talking about how like you know i don't leave my kid alone in the house like i, I mean like when i like for instance like literally our mail sl- our mailbox
0: day, like,
1: 15 yeah. feet down the down the corridor in our apartment complex yeah. i leave the door open so that he can run outside and follow me if he wants to otherwise like he normally will just come to the door and like look down and see where i'm at leaving my kid alone though like that there's, like, the level of, but that's what it, like, we were talking, it was, like, Barnes and Noble. Like, you, there's there's this level of understanding, like, well, nothing crazy is going to happen. Like, I'm literally leaving for, like, five minutes. I'll be right back. That kind of stuff. I'm not saying that there's a price to pay for that. Because, like, that's not the message of this movie at all. Right. Again, I think it's just, like, god damn it. Come on. But the parable being that, the parable really is about, like the vengeance that you seek. Right. Because really what this should be is one kill. Like, Head should be going after one person only. Right. All this other destruction is so gratuitous yeah. that really what this ends up being is, like, you can't control the vengeance that you seek. Like, it, it's the same... I, I can't believe I'm about to fucking say this, but do you remember in Batman Forever when... <laughs> Val Kilmer, I know, I, I can't remember it's <laughs> that. So Val Kilmer and Chris O'Donnell have this argument in the bad cave about um why he's going to kill Two-Face. He's like, so you kill Two-Face, but that's not enough for you. You take another life, and another yeah. and another, and then one day you wake up. Like, granted, it comes in a very weird movie, but like it is very relevant yeah. and it makes sense in the pu- in the function of Pumpkinhead yeah. because Ed Harley knows that all he needs to do, like for his revenge to feel for any vengeance to feel good. All he has to do is take out alpha Italian. Now that's to say vengeance to feel better. There's no way he's going to be able to do that. Living with that grief and having to deal with it, that, that that's, that's part of life.
0: I can't remember who said it right, but it kind of has that, um, you know, Going to war for peace is like fucking for virginity, you know what I mean? Like, just it's <laughs> yeah. the dumbest thing, right? No, no, it's ex- the eye for an it's eye exactly leaves the world it's, it's blind. A, it, I get all that.
1: It, it's a grief stricken. It's a response to grief, right? And, and Hagis really tells him,
0: "She's like, what did you think this would be easy? She's like, do you yeah, think absolutely. this would be painless?" And it's like, I get all of it. I get the you know the road to hell is paved with best intentions, whatever. I get that, like maybe Vesty and the others, like could have had good lives right you kill them and then all of a sudden there's city folk that are gonna unleash you know fucking uh you know knit hat fucking frappe pumpkin head on the f- country folk right now we have war going back and forth with our demons whatever yeah right. pumpkin head skateboards into town he takes himself you're like hashtag vengeance right like the city folk <laughs> pumpkin heads going. i don't know right so i get the the theory of it right i'm just saying It fucking sucked to me. It does. It's like, it's disappointing because the worst thing we've seen of this guy is that he just has a Confederate flag sticker on his flamethrower, which isn't great. You're like, not great, but like, he seemed like a really fucking good, devoted, hardworking dad. Yeah. And it just sucks that at the end of the movie, he has to get shot. He asked the girl to kill him. And she's like, she doesn't even walk up and put one in his head. She shoots him three or four times in his guts. So he has to still slowly die. I feel like it right. sucks. And then they're like, oh, by the way, Ed Harley, you're also fucking cursed. It just yeah.
1: You're also P head. It's now, so mean. Sure.
0: Maybe it's because I'm a dad now, and I'm just like, God damn it. Give this motherfucker a little well, break. Well, I
1: mean, like. Yeah, I mean, obviously. Like, I think what's hard about this is like you're rooting for Ed Harley and Pumpkinhead for most of the movie. Yeah. And then when that happens, you're like, man but he didn't deserve that like I, like, I agree like it's an accident like I, maybe that's what it is because what happened is an accident right. and yeah like they lay it on real thick to make this Italian fellow seem like a total dickbag. Mm-hmm. but like it's an accident right like imagine the scenario and again we're not in the business of relitigating movies like this yeah. but like imagine the scenario where he just stays and apologizes and says I don't know what to say like that's a different movie I bet Ed Harley still goes
0: one. to get pumped that's probably why. But again, it's like, probably, is it that hard to rationalize? Like, is it, you know, I understand the whole thing. Like, Hey, report him to the cops. Let justice do its thing. It's like, well, he got reported to the cops last time and he just ran over another human being. Right. I just, I feel like that's the one thing I'm not even saying it's a flaw in the movie. It is a classic parable, right? That. You yes. will become the monster that you are, you know, using to do your dirty work, right? That's a classic tale. I think I mean, it, that's what it and is. It, okay, so I'll give you a moment, right? It, it really chapped my ass today, but there's this wonderful moment when Pumpkinhead kills Alpha Italian, right? And he's, like, kind of moving his head around. It's this sacrilegious right, right. inversion of Ed Harley holding his own son, right? Awesome fucking moment in the movie. There's this scene when Ed Harley rolls up and he sees the fucking dead Italian boy. Right. And he walks up and holds him in his arms like he held his own son. And there is this, this was a brother, a son, a lover, a criminal, right? Like, whatever. But Ed Harley holds that boy. And this image is really important in the movie, right? Because this is, this is what he wanted. He wanted the person who killed his son to pay with his life be tortured and terrified and vengeance to be had. And in that moment, he just is hollow. There's no joy in it. I don't know if I'd even say there's regret, but the pointlessness of all of it is laid bare. And he's holding the guy who ran his son over, whether we know it or not, or whether he knows it or not, right? We never know that he actually figures out exactly who did it. I think he could glean. He saw the two on the bikes, right? The other guy stayed one ran, whatever. But he's holding yeah. the killer like he held his own son. And so I, I think that image of how pointless this whole experiment is, is really beautiful. I understand it. I, just, I think as I get older, I just hope there's one version of the movie where Ed Harley just is like at like a sandals resort listening to Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> he's like, dude, that got wild. And we just see, like, yeah. he's got, like, three more, like, fucking giant bottled glasses now. A new wife. And he's like, that was wild, man. Like, I won't do that again. I won't fucking throw. You know, like, uh, 8 Mile. Like, you get one shot. I won't waste mine. Mom's spaghetti. <laughs> I want that ending of Pumpkinhead one time.
1: I mean, yeah, you want a happy ending for this guy who's lost so much throughout the movie. Yeah. But he's also, he's made the mistake of taking vengeance into his own hands rather than letting the universe rather than rather than accepting the cosmic cruelty of what's happened to him. And like, no one should. That's a whole, we all want to fucking scream
0: back at the void. It's, it's ridiculous. Of course.
1: But like, instead of, here's the problem is like screaming into the void. Isn't going to work here. So like really what should have happened is, yeah. Ed Harley should have just like, I'm leaving or anything like that. Like there's, there's a, there's a reaction that is not emotional. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Honestly. Like I, I can't believe I've been trying to justify like not to do this. I would have done the fucking same fucking thing to be honest yeah, with you. I'm an I, emotional I think person. most totally would have
0: been like, I, I appreciate the journey. I'm just like, it sucks that it feels like Ed Harley has to pay three prices.
1: Yeah. And okay, the, the other
0: groups, it's like, they just get killed once. And it's like, all right, yeah. Like Ed Harley doesn't even get the the fucking solace of peace after that girl shoots no. him four times and he just slowly bleeds out. Now he has to fucking go to the Papatch and just wait to be the fucking now he has murder to weapon. The next yeah, it, yeah. It sucks, man. Now Haggis is going to be like fucking fiddling with him all the time. It's, it's a bummer, <laughs> man. But that scene when he turns around and he's got pumpkin heads eyes and pumpkinhead is starting to have the oh, hinders. Yeah, dude. It's just awesome, man. But let me ask you this. Why does he fucking step in? Why not just write it out? You mean what Um why does Ed Harley not let it write out and then he can do whatever he wants with himself, right? Why does he decide I need to stop this fucking thing? Cuz this is the other thing. So let me kind of set this up while you ponder. We've seen like four times in the movie if you come to ask for help against Pumpkinhead, right? you get your mark these people all turn you away right so this creature not only makes us monsters ourselves it makes our friends and neighbors cowardly monsters right it's like that chris rock joke right if you make every bullet a thousand dollars when someone gets shot you'll go well he probably was really asking for it right
1: i got i got deserved it yeah Yeah,
0: and that's what kind of how they treat pumpkin head but you know the one guy's banging on the door he's like what kind of christians are you anywho we jump down the road we literally, they're like, they're willing to shoot people just to be like Pumpkinhead. I'm on your side. Neither here nor there. Why does Ed Harley, after he feels it once or twice, right? Why does he decide right. to step in? Right? He's literally burying his son, talking to his wife's tombstone. They killed our son, and now they're
1: gonna pay. You're asking why does he? Why decide does he, to he do decide
0: to battle Pumpkinhead instead of just letting it run its course?
1: I mean, to me, that's like the battle for your soul, like that would be always my thing. It's like you've it's not an you've realized the error of your ways that you realize what's about to happen. You realize that like not only are you going to lose yourself, you're going to lose your ability the 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 thing that makes you unique, the thing that made you a dad, made you a parent, made the memory of your child live in there will go away. You'll just become this agent of vengeance, lying in wait. So rather than getting to live with those memories, live with those feelings, you become the thing that... Yeah. You become the thing that takes that vengeance rather than the thing that holds that and holds yeah. it dear. Like, that, I think, is probably the way I'd You
0: think. are a monster your own son would have recoiled from. Yeah.
1: Totally. I do Absolutely.
0: wonder... I do wonder about this beat. Because it does... I wonder if there's a moment where the amount of pain that he's feeling right when he realizes that other innocent people and i wonder if he knows through pumpkin head's eyes right through their you know symbiotic relationship if he knows that when the girl got the cross cut in her head that she wasn't innocent that this thing is just mocking and torturing her that she wasn't the one that ran him over right so maybe there's something about oh my god I have done to another family what was done with me on this kind of pointless quest.
1: Yeah, I mean, you could go back to, you go back to the beginning of the movie mm-hmm. when that guy's banging on the banging on the door, like "Let me in, let yeah. me in." Help him, Daddy. Right. So that's what this—that's what it is. It, it's the—it's the opposite of that moment. It's the—it's um, the redemption of that moment, particularly. Yeah, because he goes, "I'm going to send it back his- to whatever
0: hell it come from."
1: Right. He's redeeming his family. He's redeeming his family's past for not being helpful, not being a good neighbor, so to speak. Again, poor
0: Ed and Harley's got to fucking keep keep learning the lessons.
1: I know, and Ed Harley, ne- but no, it's not even that. Ed Harley's done learning the lesson. Like when you think about it, really what this is is the saddest thing about that ending where he's buried with that necklace. Yeah. Is that when he's called upon for a moment of vengeance, he won't remember what that is because that's not him anymore. It's That's really the saddest yeah. thing about Ed Harley is like yeah. all these memories. He has all these to keep that,
0: suffering and learning while the blonde girl's like, what have you learned? Well, it's deeply. Unfair. I ran away from my boyfriend when he needed help, and then I killed the father of the child that we murdered to set myself free. All of it works out for me. That's the lesson she learned. So what
1: we're saying is, Blonde people, you're gonna get away with all she's
0: probably the patient one of like all of these fucking horrible like activist groups we see that are just decimating our country now. She's probably the one that got out and became like the fucking patient zero Karen nightmare.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. And she she took all the wrong lessons from this. She's the original Karen for sure.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. We just need to blow away other people, run over their kids. This is good. This is good. They've got things out there. We need guns. And then she starts saying she becomes alpha Italian, right? That's what she's doing. She's like,
1: "You never know what you'll run into in the jungle," or whatever he said. And that's the sequel, but they didn't make yeah. it. Yeah,
0: no, I'm just, I'm, I'm so sad. Ed Ed Harley's just this truly tragic figure,
1: very tragic figure. And I
0: love, I love very this journey, figure. man. And again, to me, the yeah, seeing Pumpkinhead toy with them, the light, the sound, the the fucking color palette of this movie um except for that one family that they're like only the earthiest brown tones that's it like nothing else um i think actually what mamie bialik and fucking who's the other one that's in there um juliette lewis aren't they both two of the little girls
1: uh, I know Mian Bialik is, I don't know.
0: I thought little Juliette little Lewis might've been the older daughter. Maybe I'm making that up now.
1: I feel like she was in a lot of shit. The, the, yeah. Probably yeah.
0: Anywho, was. I thought maybe I'm getting this confused, but neither here nor there, right? This, this movie is just visually cool and fun the whole time. The monster story is awesome and fun. But again, I come back to how I sold it to Hunter, right? When you're a boy, this is a fun, scary monster movie. When right. you're a grown-up, this is the deepest, darkest fear that lives on the very cert. This isn't like a deep, repressed fear
1: I have, right? No, no. This is one that lives yeah. right on—
0: My two yeah. fears, right? I am terrified of heights, and I'm very claustrophobic. Those are truly the like two fears I have. But rarely do those come into play for me, right? I just don't do roller coasters, right? When I have to fly, I just take Tylenol PMs and go to sleep. Like, you, you learn how to deal with it because they're not there all the time. Right. This is one of those fears, right? Like, that I can't protect the things that matter to me. It's I can't oh be yeah, who they need me to be. I will fail. That lives, like, right below this fucking head, hair helmet I have. Like, that's right there all the time. And I think that, like, you just give us this awesome, cool monster movie. But you add that thing where as I'm watching it, Everything that monster does becomes more impactful because of how much my heart is sunk into this story.
1: Right. I think Pumpkinhead works because the true fear is palpable. It's not the fear of this other thing, it's, it's the fear, it's pure of, it's the fear empathy. of our own retribution. As
0: Ed Harley has formed this symbiotic relationship with Pumpkinhead, we form it with him out of just pure yep. empathy, just Absolutely. pure misery and sadness that this guy is doing this. And everything he does is totally understandable, right? And we all might make that choice, right or wrong. Um, yep. I'll say this, this one last thing going on, because this is a seminal thing for me. Like, I saw it way young. And I'm not saying my dad was a good dad. I'm not saying I was a good dad for showing it to Hunter, but something about it just lit my mind on fire when I was young. And I feel like it gets better every time I watch it. The amount of people I know... They just talk about this movie like it's a throw, like this movie's like Rawhead Rex or some shit, where it's just another right. movie with like a kind of cool monster, and it's like you know, eh, it's like a two and a half out of five. The people who say that, I, I don't really know how to get on the same plane with them. You know what I mean? Like when you can just watch this not movie and not get more than the generic monster movie that was coming out constantly in this time. I I think that's fucking sad, man. I I think this is one of my truly favorite horror films that's ever been made.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think this is a very unique, it's a very unique movie because not, not in the way like it takes from all the best pieces of a lot of the movies that it's from, but like truly it's a very human story. And I think that is like, that's what makes great horror movies, but that's what makes this one particularly great because It's just a simple, it's a simple misgiving of revenge. Like, that's really the, that's, that's yeah. the end of the, that, that's, that's really just what Just that is. dirt it's
0: landing me- on the necklace his son made for him in love. And just, nope, that's not a thing. I that's mean, it. god damn man. I do wonder, did I just give this to you on your bad day? Because I'm like,
1: could be worse. Cheer up. <laughs> All right? Like,
0: you think you're having a bad day. Enjoy the tale of Ed Harley.
1: <laughs> I think I got I think you gave me this because this is a, I mean, it's obviously a comfort movie for you. Mm -hmm. And I think that every time you've, every time I, I'm like, I have them fairly often. I have pretty bad bouts of depression when it happens. Generally, when we talk, I do feel, I do feel better. So for me, pumpkin head is a safe refuge.
0: Yeah, man. This was one of the, like, we're going to be better than acquaintance moments for us. It is. Like this was it's one of those like now it matters to us when the other guys having a bad day, right? Like I know a lot of people like I'll talk to or hang out with. Very few people I'm like, drop what you're doing. We gotta make banana bread and buy pea head and like do a delivery. And so that moment might have led to all of this, man. So that's my gift to you. Also being a shit bag, that's also kind of a gift to me as well. I actually can't believe we've never done pumpkin head in over four hundred episodes. If I I'm
1: happy we've waited. If I that. made
0: a list of like the top twenty five movies the day we started this podcast, this would have been in the top ten.
1: Oh, it absolutely was. It's I remember kind of funny this because one. This Highlander
0: like... and Hellraiser are like all happening right now. All would have been in the top five or ten. Eh,
1: you know, it's time. It's time. It's time we kill our darling.
0: Yeah. So this month, in honor of our friend Alex's birthday, the pod delights Dandino. So I got to do a little more research and dig up uh, important gems for Alex's timeline to delight him. Uh, so stay so tuned excited. for that. If you want more of our awesome content, go to Patreon.com slash Uh We have a huge Patreon-exclusive library, all kinds of fun shows, commentaries, uh, mini series coming. So we got a lot of fun stuff, especially leading into October, man. You're going to want all the Ooh, spookies. Yeah. A lot of that's going to be on Patreon. So patreon.com slash pod. Any support you can offer, even just a dollar a month, right? Set it and forget it. I swear that means the world to us, and we'll make it worth your time and while. So Absolutely. Leave the rating and reviews. where. Also, it's a gift to Alex, man. It's a gift to Alex. Uh, leave the rating Please. and review wherever you find the show, everywhere you find the show. Feel free to email us, filmalchemistpod at gmail.com. We're on all the socials on. We're easy to get a hold of. Uh, that's it, man. This month, we're delighting Dandy. Uh, so many more treats ahead. Uh, for the Film Alchemist, I love you guys. I'm Josh
1: Griffin. I'm Alex Dandy.